Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Mary Lesman, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is covenant, how we keep our sacred promises. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. A reading from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord, I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness, in a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who ate of it were held guilty. Disaster came upon them, says the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your ancestors find in me that they went far from me and went after worthless things and became worthless themselves? They did not say, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no one passes through, where no one lives? I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priest did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more I accuse you, says the Lord, And I accuse your children's children. Cross to the coast of Cyprus and look. Send to Kadar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. Here ends the reading. There are few pains that compare to the pain of a struggling marriage. Whether there has been an actual betrayal or whether the couple have grown distant and disconnected from one another, There is grief and hurt and a questioning of where it all went wrong. Sometimes there is a plea to remember all they've shared, that the couple might return to happier times when their relationship was healthy. Or perhaps the couple recommits to one another, striving to leave behind past hurts and looking to move forward together. We find this very dynamic in our reading for today. You cannot hear the words of Jeremiah without feeling God's anguish, hurt, and pain. Through Jeremiah, God recalls his relationship with his people Israel as a marriage. The early years were hard, but they were where all of the first times happened, where all the experiences that forged our memory and our history took place. But now, Israel has turned from God. Israel has gone after empty things, and so has become empty herself. 
instead of remembering the story of God's deliverance of Israel from bondage. She looks to create new stories with Baal and other lesser gods. No one, not the priests, not the keepers of the law, not the rulers and leaders, none are asking, where is the Lord? None are looking to live the lives, individually or corporately, to which God has called them in covenantal relationship. Jeremiah's charge against God's people is idolatry. They have forsaken God, and they have turned to other gods. And so, once again, we hear a prophetic word that calls Israel to task for the lousy job they do being God's people. I don't know about you, but I'm not right really up to being reminded of what a lousy job I do of being God's people. I know it's Lent, but I'm already well-versed in the ways I fall short of who God has created me to be. I know I take God and God's providence and faithfulness for granted, forgetting all He's done for me over the years. I know I put time and energy into empty pursuits, looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. I know that I'm more zealous in spreading the word about my latest Netflix series discovery or new neighborhood restaurant than I am about spreading the word of God's action in my life. I know that often I draw on the worldly wisdom of pundits and experts and influencers more than God's wisdom embodied in the word and liturgy and hymns to know who I am and who I'm called to be. And not to let myself off the hook, but sometimes it's really hard to recognize idolatry as idolatry. Often when I'm doing it, it doesn't seem as if I'm worshiping a false god. It seems like I'm pursuing good ends. It seems like I'm pursuing things necessary for my thriving, for my survival. That's what God wants for me, right? These are the defensive mental games I play with myself, even as these pursuits ultimately leave me feeling parched and empty instead of satisfied and at peace. But here's the mystery of God. God knows all of this about me. He knew it when he called the Hebrew people to be his own people, set apart as a treasured possession. And he knows it about each of us today, even as he calls us to be his own. He knows that we go after empty things because their emptiness is deferred. It's their immediate payoff that is so satisfying. He knows we forget his many amazing acts over the long arc of salvation history because those experiences belong to people who lived long ago. They are just stories now, and we need our own vivid experiences of God. We need our own memories of this relationship. God, through Jeremiah, calls us back into intimate, committed relationship with Him. He misses us. He wants what is best for us. He desires to see us flourish and to live with joy. And as often as we forget His loving commitment and turn to lesser gods, He will continue to draw us back to Himself. He will not let us go. He will beckon us back into His loving embrace until we're able to trust and rest in Him without distraction. Amen.
Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 